0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 1 of Spin Around. Today, we will be talking about 5G. Whenever you want to access the internet or whenever we are on the go, we always take a quick glance at the network bar to check whether we are on 4G, 3G, or 2G. Now, let's dive in and understand the technology involved in this fifth generation telecommunication network. This technology is going to shape the world of the future. Well, many of us might have heard about the term such as 5G NR, where this NR stands for new radio this is because it uses the older bands as well as the higher frequency bands which are the millimeter wave bands we will speak in more about them in the later part of the podcast if you are asking me what are the features of 5g i may tell you them as follows the first one is the faster network speed it is technically 10 times more faster than the older generations the second one is it is 100 times more it has 100 times more network capacity than a 4g network the third one is lower latency, which is of just 0.001 millisecond. Just for reference, 4G era ping of about mm, 0.0045 milliseconds. Hello, now you heard about those features, but what do they actually mean? Before I explain to you how this 5G works, you need to know a few basic concepts of communication systems. Let's tackle them one by one. The first of which would be ping or latency. Well, well ping or latency can be described as the amount of time it takes for a signal to go from your transmitted device to the receiver device. The second one is bandwidth. It is called as the capacity of the wireless network to transmit the amount of data from one point to another. So many people have this misconception that it is the measure of network speed, but no, bandwidth is not the measure of network speed, but it is a measure of the rate of data transfer. In simple analogical words consider bandwidth as the amount of load a truck can carry on a route and it is not actually the speed of the truck it is just the amount of load it can carry on the road the speed of the truck is the network speed so why do we need more bandwidth Uh, we need more bandwidth because we need to transfer more data from one point to another so we need trucks which can carry more loads in any logical term the last one is repeaters many of us might be knowing about repeaters They are mainly used to extend the range of a signal this consists they consist of they consist of a combination of a receiver and a transmitter so now speaking of 5g 5g is based on five pillars the first one is millimeter wave the second is smart cell the third one is mimo and the fourth is beam formation and the last one is duplex we'll talk about this soon but before we talk about those we need to know how 5g is actually deployed So, there are two ways in which one can deploy 5G. The first one is the standalone way, and the second one is non-standalone mode. Don't worry, it is not rocket science to understand. Standalone way uses the newer 5G architecture, which needs to be built at every part like smart cells and all. It uses the frequency of 30 gigahertz and higher. And the non-standalone one is the one which uses the older technologies. We have such as the sub-6 gigahertz of origin order. This non-standalone way is a simple, traditional way will address the standalone one here, that is the real 5G, which we are talking about. So as, I, so, as I told you that in standalone way, we are going to use frequencies which are of 30 GHz and higher. So you might be wondering, why do we need this 30 GHz or higher frequencies? Weren't this 2.5 GHz and 5 GHz completely fine for use? Yes, they technically were, but nowadays more and more devices are on the spectrum of 2.5 GHz and 5 GHz we can say that we have reached a saturation point and the line is already congested. So as a result of this, the speed has decreased. Now we have a aim to increase and gain more bandwidth for 5G. As a result of this, we need to use higher frequencies. So we are going to use that concept of millimeter waves. Millimeter waves are nothing but a band of spectrum between 30 GHz and 300 GHz. So while listening, you might be thinking that this concept of millimeter waves is very amazing, but there is a catch of millimeter waves. The catch is that they cannot travel far or penetrate through walls. Not only obstacles like a wall, but also climate change can affect the signals. High frequency millimeter waves can also be blocked even by your hands. It's like, even if you're using a smartphone, the signal can also be blocked by your hand when you're holding it. The antennas for millimeter waves are relatively small in terms of height. This is because of the concept of the size of antennas. It is one fourth of wavelength. And for millimeter waves, this frequency is high and therefore the bandwidth is less so as a result of this we need more antennas in the first place and the second pillar is of smart cells so now we know the problem with the millimeter waves but how do we solve this problem so we have two options the the first one is to create more towers but this is practically impossible across the globe so the what is the other way the other way is to use smart cells what are the smart cells so these smart cells are nothing but Similar to repeaters, they consume low power and they act as a base station to eliminate the physical obstruction. So, by using these smart cells, these smart cells will be connected to the central tower and from this they will be providing range to all other areas which are needed. So, the third pillar is MIMO. MIMO basically stands for multiple input and multiple output. By using this technology, one signal tower capacity can be boosted to a whole new level because of multiple inputs and outputs. It is, this, it is a technology in which, which all the antennas are used for multiple purposes, such as sending as well as receiving, while earlier on we were using a particular antenna for sending and the other one for receiving. So the antennas at each end of this circuit are combined to minimize error and optimize the data speeds. So this requires more antennas. However, due to this massive input and output, there is going to be a lot of interference. This can be fixed by changing how the signals are actually transmitted. The fourth Pillar of 5G is beam forming. traditionally whenever we want to send signals we send them in a wide range however uh, we, however, in order, uh, however with 5G we are going to eliminate this and the signals would be sent in a form of beam in a particular direction for a particular user think of uh, this like using a torch and a laser light the light of the torch covers a broader area however the laser light is just concentrated to a particular point so this would help us sending quality signals or the quantity, and also eliminate that interference which will be causing by using M-MIMOs. The fifth one is full duplex. In simple words, it means uh, in simple words it means using the same route for sending and receiving the data. In analogical words, you can think of it as uh, in analogical terms you can think of this in analogical terms think of this as using two trains. Running on the same track, but they are moving in the opposite direction. So there is not, uh, so there is not going to be any problem when they are moving in the opposite direction. So this is what you can say by full duplex on simple words. So these are the five pillars of 5G. So now we know about how 5G works. But in deploying 5G, there are going to be a lot of hurdles which would be faced by the telecom companies are. First, it requires new infrastructure due to the higher bandwidth and the use of millimeter waves which are expressed in the standalone phase for the future. Also the devices which are 5G capable would be expensive until the adoption becomes widespread. Now many of you might be wondering when would 5G come in India? But before we get into how long it might take for 5G to come to India, we need uh, there is a general process for setting up any network in any country. The first step is the government allocates the spectrum and according to this uh, auction takes place. Then, this telecom companies such as Jio, Airtel, Vodafone, etc. will bid for the same in the auction. And then according to how the auction completes, this telecom companies will build or modify on the infrastructure according to their needs. And once they have finished building the infrastructure, the last final step is a technological adoption across all areas either uh, it rolls out in phases that is only metropolitan cities like mumbai delhi etc Will receive it and soon all the all parts across the country will receive it now we know the basics process for setting up any network but when would we auction or uh, everything take place what is the timeline for india the government of india was going to auction the spectrum for 5g by the end of 2019 but a lot of delays have took place after that and also due to this covid-19 situation pandemic things have gone to halt more so as of now we don't have any official guidelines about the auction for 5G but soon once all the situation calms down we would be getting a 5G auction and then after this 5G auction companies like uh, Jio, Idea, Vodafone would might take about 6 months to 1 year to build this infrastructure and bring the rollout to be the people so there is still a lot of time required for 5g to come in india however in western countries like usa etc 5g has already been rolled out in phases in various countries in both the standalone mode as well as the non standalone mode if you're asking me when we might get 5g in india according to me the it will be roughly around 2021 end to the beginning of 2022 i think that is a sweet spot for 5g also many of uh, also many people have been discussing about how 5G has a lot of radiation and, and everything But let me tell you, this is not true Talking about 5G, this technology is going to be based on millimeter waves They work on 24 GHz to 60 GHz spectrum So when the frequency is so high, the reflection rate of these waves is very high As a result of this, even if these waves fall on your body, they will bounce back and won't absorb much into your body Also, the radiations which are coming up from 5G devices are going to be non-ionizing radiations. So, for that we have the SAR values which is set to 1.6. So, I don't think there are any health hazards related to 5G. Also, speaking about the birds which died in Netherlands by 5G testing, actually there is a mismatch of date. The birds died between 19 October to 3 November and the experiment was conducted on 28 June under the FCC guidance and that was also for just day so we don't see a direct relation or scientific reason about the same thus 5G, is doing, thus 5G is going to be the home ground for connecting everything around us but we need to build this ground first before we can use it and it's not going to happen overnight but only with time it is up in the works and way ahead until it is allocated and many of our countries like India will have to wait until it gets widespread. Until then, we cannot use 5G as what it is meant to be with respect to cost, availability and devices and infrastructure. Definitely 2019-20 to 20 was uh, uh, is the time when the world is seeing the first wave of 5G enabled devices. But it is better to wait for optimizations which would be done in the second wave of 5G devices and also companies like OnePlus, plus xiaomi are already stepping into 5g devices but in india there is no point in buying a 5g device because because there is still going to be a lot of time for 5g to come in india so i don't think uh, i don't think anyone should pay a premium to get a 5g enabled smartphone and as i said according to me 2021 and 2021 fills the sweet spot for 5g this estimate on the basis of the availability of devices for a fair price stable 5g connections and decent data plans till then let us cherish the 4g we have and wait for amazing 5g experience i hope this episode of the podcast made you well aware of the upcoming 5g network thank you